Welcome to the Breakthrough Zone, where lives are transformed one breakthrough at a time. Now, here's your host, internationally recognized coach and author, John Page Burton. Hey, well, good morning, everybody. Glad to be here in the Breakthrough Zone this morning. Today, I've got a special guest. I have Mr. Clint Peak joining the show this morning, and Clint is an entrepreneur, and he, you know, he's got a quite an interesting, uh, you know, quite an interesting journey that he's uh, he's taken over his lifetime. He's gone from, uh, you know, starting out in in the hospitality industry. He's been an over the road trucker. He's been in real estate. He's an entrepreneur, and and I think, you know, some of us know him best is is the cookie guy, right? So <laughs> he's over there, at Copper Creek Cookies, cranking out the cookies. But uh, just a guy that I've uh, I've been following for a while, and and I've had an opportunity to visit with on several occasions. And he's just uh, just one of those guys. that's just positive. He's uplifting. He's not one of those people that's ever going to have a bad thing to say about anybody or anything. He's always looking for the uh, you know, he's always looking at the uh, the bright side of things. And I know in today's world, that's a that's a super refreshing uh, character trait because so many of us, we live in the we live in a world where people are out there and we're, we're quick to judge and we're quick to assume and we're quick to, you know, be coming after each other for, you know, different political views, religious views, whatever it is. And so whenever somebody goes through life and, and they they carry that positive energy with them, they automatically stand out. And so, Clint, I want to welcome you to the show today. I appreciate Thank you being you, on. Thank you. Thank you, boy. That was, I, I paid for that. I, and I, and I, it's well, uh, well spent money. Thank you so kind for those kind words. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, so you've been, you've been, you, you know, obviously you're one of the co-owners of LTD Media right. amongst other things. And, and I was joking a minute ago, you, you're also the owner of Copper Creek Cookies, yeah. but Maybe give us a quick, uh, quick little snapshot of your background and how you got to where you are today, I'd and love then to. that'd be awesome. And I must, I must just testify right now that the professional cookie tasting is is my favorite of all the gigs I've ever had. Just so you know, you I mean. So let's just get <laughs> that straight. A, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's lots of volunteers. Right. Um, yeah, I, this is probably something you may or may not know. And John and I know each other fairly well. We've got to know each other over the last couple of years. And and John is is again one of those positive, just a positive person. And 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 people like myself who aspire to be positive as well we we seem to attract each other and so i i really appreciate that john since i read your first book uh the dogs don't chase park cars that really turned me on to kind of where you were coming from um i'm a i'm a preacher's kid so the oldest of uh, of my siblings and i'm a preacher's kid so they came about that you know you it's a pot you know you got to live in an uplifting manner, you know. Um, and then I got turned on to Zig Ziglar at a, as a young guy. Oh, yes, and exactly. I mean, and yeah. that was a kind of a almost like a game changer. I I I, I know who introduced me to him, uh, a childhood friend who's no longer with us. But I, I remember in the mid '60s, see you at the top was a like a chart chart breaking book and i i also had the opportunity to meet mr ziegler at the later latter portion of his life uh got some pictures with him and everything but just stories like that have always inspired me my parents inspired me my mother still inspires me she's still with us uh they just had such a positive attitude a, a work ethic um love your neighbor mentality so it it I'd like to take some of the credit for some of this, but a lot of it is the environment and the people that I had in my life from the jump. And, and I'm appreciative of that. I know a lot of people don't have that, uh, but, but I did. So, uh, yeah, I grew up in a rural area. Uh, it's Opdyke, Illinois, population 200. 
they would have taken a picture of it, but a truck was parked in the way, so that kind of kaposhed it, so you won't find pictures of that. What, the The area I grew up was all farming, and a real quick story, if you if you Google Opdyke right now, you'll see a picture of a horse and buggy sign on Highway 142, which goes through. That was not there when I lived there and grew up there, but it's there now today. There's a lot of horse and buggies that cruise up and down that highway. So that's that's my background that's and that's one of my screensavers because i don't want to ever lose sight of where i where i came from um you know you mentioned something you, you mentioned something that's so important that you know your environment that was your environment uh, and you know so many of us grew up in, in in environments that were you know they were toxic for lack of a better word i mean we had we have people that have grown you know grown up in in you know, uh, homes that, that featured violence, all sorts of abuse, that, all sorts of tons abuse. of that yes. stuff. And so, you know, I always go back to whenever I'm talking to someone, especially when I'm coaching someone, I always take a trip back down memory lane because the environment we grow up in really shapes who we become, who we are today. Absolutely. Without exception, I've, Without, I've coached now close to 1,200 people in 11 different countries, and it doesn't change. It doesn't matter if they're in Norway, Austria, England, Canada, the United States. All of us are products of our environment. And I think that one of the things I've noticed is it's kind of hard for me sometimes is to see just how much the the social media and the internet and uh oh, it's brutal it's become almost like a surrogate parent it's become a family and so when when you go back to your uh to your childhood i grew up in colorado i grew up in this little mining town called leadville colorado right up now. in the middle yeah right between on one side's aspen the other side's Vail. we're in the middle you know we're in the middle area and it was a mining town and so you know, we grew up and we kind of, when we had differences, you know, my parents were both educators, but a lot of kids I grew up with, they were there, their parents worked in the mines and mm -hmm. we settled all of our differences, uh, you know, fisticuffs. That's, yeah. that's what we did. Yeah. We had issues. We, <laughs> we, we, we settled it that way. But I want to go back and, and, and say, you know, what, what, what was one lesson that your parents taught you that is still a foundational building block principle if you will of your life today well there were so many um i i'm just going to say the a work uh, i'm not even going to say a work ethic i don't even want to just ethics period ethics yeah just period just live your life ethically uh no matter what the circumstances are there's to me and that's why I, I want to take any preface out of that is um, it's just ethics. There's no degree to it. And that means work ethic and the ethics of your morals and, and how you live. But I'd say, and that's, that's a big, you know, it covers a lot of space, but I'd say consistency with your ethics as well. I mean, you know, the other way is hypocrisy. So, but right. my parents were, my mother still to this day, she's 86 years old. She has that ethic that work hard. Everybody wants to be adopted by her. Um, right. And I see them rubber for good luck and stuff. And you mentioned about environment. Two of the people that I love the most in, the, in this world were products of negative environments. And yeah. that's my mother and my wife to differing degrees and different circumstances. And, um, you've got to break that cycle and they were able to, and it was primarily because, and in, in situations that we're all in, we all get involved in situations like this. You can create your own, uh, environment as you grow, as you get in life, yeah. work, work environments or social environments or whatever. And you have to be completely certain that those line up with all the other aspects of your life using ethics as your as your kind of your code yeah i, I read a lot of joel osteen and he mm -hmm. talks about you know in his books he always talks about you know you don't have to you can break that link in the chain you can be the end point where you know you, your your grandfather did it your dad did it but it comes to you and you can make a different decision i think a lot of times people get trapped in their environments they get trapped in the story from their environments that, 
you know, I'm a child of poverty or I'm a child of uneducated parents or, you know, people in our family, they don't go to college. And we get into these not enough programs that we're, we're not good enough for that. That's for someone else. And, and so I think that, you know, following that thought that you can, you can break that you can be the one that breaks that, tr- that, uh, that chain and, and be the one that takes your family in a whole different direction and become a legacy builder rather than Perfect stay word. stuck in your story. I was right. thinking hero, but legacy yeah. builder. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when, and there, and, and it's, it's not, e- I mean, it's easy to say that, but until you decide that that's going to be your, that's how you're going to live. It's actually a lot easier to accomplish. And I'm reading a book now that David turned me on to, and this is, this is appropriate for this right now where we're at comp, the word compound, the compound effect. And we yeah. often think of it in financial realm, which is the, well, Einstein said it was the eighth greatest wonder of the world. Right. <laughs> you know, I've seen his yeah. handwriting there at uh, the, in New York. Uh, I, I imagine my excitement when I discovered compound interest, you know, it's just so right. cool. But, but it, you, you, it also is in relationships and your environment that you're involved in. It, that's right. compounding. When you start layering yeah. up good stuff day after day after day after day with the right people, I might add. And I'm looking at, yes. at, at Nayrader right now and Julian sitting right over here. These young people, so talented, so skilled. I'm, I'm just blessed to have them in my world. Um, when you surround yourself with that and you just stay after it day, hey, some days it's, some days you have a bad day. Some, sometimes you know, you're the you're the windshield, and sometimes you're the bug. I mean, that's just the you're reality the bug, of it, yeah. you know. <laughs> but um, having that just that agenda that today is going to be, and as you, I think getting older kind of helps with this. To be honest about it, because at some point you realize it's 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 got to be more than just what's in this for me. Well, it is, you know, I, our first book I ever wrote was called Wisdom Through Failure. It was really about, it's the series of, you know, articles that I'd written about, you know, life events and how with each life event, if we're paying attention, there's definitely a lesson in Every there. Time. And, you know, I'm writing an article this week about, I think it was last week, actually. I do a lot of articles, so I get confused. But <laughs> last week I was talking about, is there really this this millennial boomer war? Is it really? I read that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, is it, is it really even a thing? I mean, I think that, yeah, there are people out there that want to hold people back, and there are people that want people to get out of the way. But I think overall, most, and I have an opportunity to work with so many different young professionals in, in the Tucson area. And what I find is most of them are very open to wisdom they're open to experience they realize that you know everybody has to pay their dues and you know we go back and we talk about you know the 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 people we spend our time with i'm a, I'm a big believer the five to seven amen. people we spend the most time with amen that's our that's our life advisory board so we really need to choose it wisely and if you know if we want to stay stuck then stay with people that have a small vision if you want to you know, if you want to grow, get around people that have an expanded mind because an expanded mind will never return to its original size. And so I think it's it's so important that we really we have to become OK with getting rid of toxic, toxic situations, toxic people. And and I know a lot of people go, yeah, but what if they're family? Well, but if they're toxic, it kind of works. You kind of have to move that way, too. And so. I just think it's interesting how, to your point, as we get older, we just, it's not even that we know everything. It's just that we've been through a lot of stuff and we've seen a lot of stuff. And I know you and I, we're, 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 we're getting up there a little bit, you know, we don't look it. I think we're doing okay, but you know, the, the my mirror, <laughs> my mirror lies to me every morning. I'm right, telling right. you. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and the kids, the kids in the control room there, they're probably getting a kick out of this going, no, you guys, you guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Well, they're, they're kind. They're but kind. I think that, you know, it's, it's, uh, so much of this is just life experience and it's, we all go through those things. And, you know, on the breakthrough zone, when we started this podcast, it was always about really, you know, 
talking to guests and people that we bring on our show, they're successful. Next week, we have a, a real estate agent here in Tucson. Um, she's also a martial artist. She's got a great story um, of how she, you know, the obstacles that she's right. had to go through on her way to success. And and, and it's all about breaking through, you know, when, when the going gets tough, you have one or two choices. You can either, Absolutely. you know, step back, reevaluate and take a different direction, or you can step back, sit down, fold your arms and say, I'm done. So I'm going to put you on the hot seat. I do this a lot on this show, but what is some, when I say to you, what was one of the biggest breakthroughs? And this doesn't necessarily even have to be a situation, maybe a mental um, breakthrough that took you from being pretty good to great? Well, I think this one's actually easy. As you started that, I'm like, oh, my gosh. But I think this one's easy. Um, I quit... I quit putting myself first. Not that I ever was a selfish person. But I quit putting myself first in every environment 10, 12, 15 years ago, when I turned 50 at some point. And I put God first in everything I do. Mm-hmm. And I just, it just made it so much easier to know that I'm, I'm a small piece in a big universe. And my only responsibility is to be the best person I can be. I think, and that's where I mentioned age, and 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 you you mentioned a while ago, uh, experience and stuff. At the at the root of me, I'm a numbers guy. It's just a gift I have. I it's just a gift. I don't know any other way to explain it. I'm really good at numbers. I understand them. And so much of the stuff that we deal with is statistically based. I mean, I know that if you do X, the result a lot of times is going to be Y. And so the breakthrough for me was probably turning 50 uh, or ish and realizing that it's not about me and all I can be responsible for is my behavior or reaction to anything that happens. I'm not, I haven't mastered this by any stretch, by the way, but it's something that I just became so much aware of. My kids were getting older. Um, I'd say that it's, it's not about me. It, it really, and yeah. not that it was, I don't mean to paint that I was a selfish person, but I didn't get married and had started having children until I was 35. So I, I had that stretch of, for the lack of a better word, selfish behavior. Cause I didn't have to consult anybody on, on anything that I wanted to do. Yeah. I just did it, you know, trying to make good choices, but I didn't have to. And when I had to start involving other people and my, and my circle of quality people, uh, uh, I, I used to joke to my wife when we first got married, I didn't, I, I don't have any friends and it's by choice because friends want to borrow money from you, cry on your shoulder when something's bad and they want you to help them move. Well, I don't really, I'm, I'm good without doing any of those things by the way. And then I, right. I, 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 as we, I got older and at my age now I look around and I'm like, I've got a hundred people in my world yeah. that are true bona fide friends like yourself that right. I need. I, I mean, and you know what? That encourages me. But I think it started back with just kind of letting go and go, you know what? There's a lot I can do on my own. But at the end of the day, I'm just part of the the big, this, I'm, I'm big in the love your neighbor. Yeah. As hard as but that you know, is sometimes, when you, when, as hard as that is sometimes, I mean, just confess. It can be very difficult, yeah. It's extremely difficult sometimes because some of my neighbors, I don't mean literally, but I'm taking the world as a whole. They're not, they don't act right, you know? Right. Well, it's hard to love that. So I think, you know, going back to your, what you said there, it's, you know, I didn't have up to this point, I really didn't have friends, right? But then by choice, to, by choice, by choice. Fast forward now, you you've attracted so many people into your life, but it's I've I've always subscribed to this theory is we track who we become. I believe, and you know what? It was because it was no longer about me. Think about what I said about why yeah. I didn't have yeah. friends. Those are fairly selfish things. I don't want to loan right. you money. 
I don't want yeah. you to cry on my shoulder if something's bad at home, and I yeah. don't want to help you yeah. move. Those aren't like right. bad things, but they're self-centered on mine. They're I'm, pretty self- I still don't want to loan you money. I still don't want you cr- – well, you can cry right. on my shoulder if you need to. And I really don't want to help you move. Oh, Lord knows I've helped hundreds of people move, sometimes right. out of my house, so I didn't have to feed them anymore. I'm not talking about yeah. my children, but, but – I'll, I'll have clients that will come to me, both male and female, and they'll just – they're complaining that they just can't find a relationship. They can't find the right partner. They don't, they have a list a mile long. And I say, you know, how about you do this? How about you just focus for the next, you know, the next 12 months on becoming the type of person you want to attract. Right. Yeah. And it's a whole different approach. I go back to the selfish self-centered though. And I think that there's a huge difference between being selfish and self-centered when I'm selfish. It's all about me. It's what's in my best interest. Yeah, I don't really want to help my friends move, not going to loan you money, that type of thing. But when you're self-centered to me, that means that you're centered, right? Correct. You, you know yourself, Correct. You're centered, and you know what works for you. You know what doesn't work for you. That's self-centered. You're grounded. I agree. Right. Selfish is it's if it's if it doesn't benefit me, then I'm not going to well, I'm not going to jump in the game. Well, no one wants to be around a narcissist. I mean, <laughs> you know, no you're saying I'm going to I'm going to center my values, my beliefs. Exactly. I know what I'm about. I know what I will accept. Exactly. What I won't accept. And I know we're all compromise because there is exactly. compromise. I mean, every, we have For to sure. compromise as on a regular basis. I always joke that Tammy and I've been together. We've been married now going on 31 years. And and the crazy thing is we've spent a lot of time with each other. I mean, oh, yeah. a lot. Yeah. We carpool together. We work together. I mean, we don't work yeah. together together, but we're involved yeah. in all these operations with each other. Yeah. And uh there's a lot of compromise involved in that. And you got to know to trust that flow, person. Though, right after a while. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know where your strengths are. You know the people around you know their strengths. Real quickly, speaking of that, and, and I thought about this earlier, and this is something I heard uh, Quentin Tarantino say one time in a, in, a, in a little session that he was on. He says, I want to be the weakest link in my chain. And I kind of laughingly say, and that's not that hard to do, but the reality of it is, is I do want to surround myself with the best possible people that I can. That's why I read as many. I'm a boring dude. I watch baseball. I'll watch some softball with you. I'm watching the NBA finals. I like that stuff. Yeah, I don't watch yeah. TV. There was somebody had listed the other day the TV shows, 100, and said, how many of these have you watched more than six episodes? Now, I'm not going to take credit for any of the ones that I've walked by and someone in my home was maybe watching Big Bang. <laughs> but I didn't sit down and watch it. I didn't turn it on. I didn't turn it off. So I'm not taking credit. But out of that 100 uh, TV shows, there were two out of that hundred that I could say I've absolutely watched more than six episodes because those things just doesn't, it just doesn't interest me. You know what I mean? I have no interest. I'd rather read a good book. I'd rather Mm -hmm. get it, find, find some words of inspiration from a John Maxwell or Tony Robbins or Zig Ziglar or I'm reading Dale Carnegie again right now. The, the, the love, the Ben Franklin stuff, you know, all that stuff. Um, not so much a history buff, but it's just, hey, how did these guys or gals do this? How were they able to overcome? And maybe I can piggyback off of that. And maybe I can retrofit that to something that I can use now. Life's a challenge. It's not It's not easy. I mean, I, I just don't care who you are, what yeah. your background is. Everybody faces ad- adversity at some point in their life, be it personal or financial or... Yeah, you You're will. Spiritual. And, and I mean, so you got to be prepared for those things. And I remember as a young guy, I used to kind of laugh some of that off, but it's real. It, I mean, mm-hmm. it's real. And just because maybe it was a, a little easier for me because of background, not so much because of what we had so much, although it turned out we had enough. Um, yeah. yeah. It was it was the value of what's going to last. Uh, I'm 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 way more into relationships now and building well, building readers, a solid life and and reading and writing 
I think writing yes. is important. Even if you're not a writer, I think you should start journaling or start making notes, forcing yourself to do some of that stuff because it's going to hold you a little more accountable for what you do today. Yeah. What'd you accomplish today? I use that line a lot. Right. Make today count. Yeah. Win the day, right? Exactly. And that's all I had. Sometimes just the moment. The all right. And right now it might just be, I got to win right now. I got to win this situation right now. Exactly. Uh, win the moment. Yeah. Focus on that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm like you. I mean, I, I, I read all the time. I, I mean, I read, I write, I watch sports. The only show that I watch on TV that's regular is the blacklist. I mean, I don't have time. I think if we're, if we're turning on the news every night, we're putting three hours of the news in our head. Um, it's not helping us get where it's we not healthy. I tell people that positive. all the time, John, turn yeah. the t turn the echo chamber off. Oh. I know what's going on in the world as much as anybody. I guarantee yeah. you, I know, but I get yeah. mine from reading. And if it's something that's important to me, yeah. I'll read basically, and I'm a, I'm a speed reader, but I'll read five, six, seven articles from as many different sources as I can, oh, yeah. as oh, far yeah. removed sometimes yeah. as where you might think I would be comfortable because I want to yeah. get a big picture because it's important uh, to me enough to dig. And it doesn't uh, take long that I, if I take four or five resources uh, and I start, you can start. Okay. I can see there's a common thread here now. Now I can start right, building right. this on that. But to listen to this stuff on TV, I'm telling I'm telling you, I haven't watched TV news in two decades. No, I, I think it's a, it's useless. I think it's a smart move because again, it's it's kind of like hanging out with your. You, you say you verbalize that you want to start a new business, but you meet your drunk buddy at the bar every day for happy hour. Yeah, yeah. You know, these are choices. Yeah. I look if I look at my apps on my phone right now. I've got Harvard Business Review. Yes. I have a couple of news recap uh, yes. streams where I could real quick check in because I, I don't believe in being checked out, but I, I'd rather be totally immersed in a book or a conversation than a redundant, as you call it, echo chamber of negativity. And I think that's what happens. I, I, social media is awesome and digital you know, all the, you know, digital technology, it's allowing us, I'm in La Jolla, California, you're in Tucson, we're having this conversation. Yeah, how cool is that? How Come cool on. is that? This is awesome. Um, but I think that when we start, you know, and I don't want to get into a family values discussion at all, but, but you know, when we have kids that are being raised in chat rooms and we have these kind of, uh, you know, environments, people are going to get in there and they're going to, even adults are going to go in there and they're going to start to go deeper and deeper down that rabbit hole. That's dangerous. And I, and well, that, I, I, I always coach when I'm coaching younger people, I'm always encouraging them to, to read, get around people who are talking about books and ideas and concepts and strategies, because that's, what's going to get you out of that environment that we talked about at the beginning of the show that's what's going to allow you to become a legacy leader it's going to be, allow you to really make an impact see i'm at a point in my life where I, it's about impact for me exactly. i want to impact as many exactly. people as i can and and i think that we can't do that if we're not if our head's not right we can't be we can't be a value to anybody else i, I i'm 100 with you john 100 uh I like making money. Don't get me wrong. I mean, anybody that, like a Zig Ziglar would say, anybody that say that they don't like money or making money, well, I believe they'd lie about other things too. So let's just, sure. but I do a lot of what I do now because if, if I'm involved in, I mean, and we're involved in all kinds of stuff. We're involved with, we have five businesses here right now. We're actively involved in the church. We do a lot yep. of uh, social media stuff with them. We do a lot of uh, uh, the digital stuff, all the uh, broadcast, very involved. We're involved with some political campaigns right now not partisan local stuff that we're involved in uh, uh, again it's about how can we 
I always say, here's my joke, and it's not really a joke. I'm going to end up with a big-time wiki page. But you know how I'm going to get mine? Because I'm going to help enough other people get their wiki page. My wiki page will be a piggyback off of all those other, especially these younger people. I believe there's some some long-term talent. I have some serious plans and ideas for some of these people in this room. And that's how I'm going to earn my, is by being the guy that helped them. Right, so yeah, when the picture is taken, get to where they want to exactly. Go, if you help, and that's another Ziggler. Everything you need. It's another that Ziggler. Is. Help another. Uh, help enough other people. It's so I always kind of like people like, hey, you're pretty helpful, and I, and I am to a de- to to a degree sometimes. But I'm like, yeah, but it's almost done out of selfish, self centered motivation because I know this is the best way I can be the best version of me is by helping. Yeah, and think yeah. about it. I'm going to refer to the Bible right now, but the good, the good Samaritan in the Bible never could have helped the old boy out that he found alongside the road if he hadn't went out and, in this case, made money first because he paid all the bills. So, right. as you help people, you sh- I I believe you should be not that it's a a, a prerequisite, but you're going to get help. I don't. I'm not a big believer in karma, but yeah. The more good stuff you put out, the better your opportunities are to get good stuff back, correct? Well, absolutely. And when you help other people, what are they going to do? They're going to go out and say, hey, this was a good person to help, help me, you know, in my time of need or help me get to the next level or help me yep. get in a door that might have been closed. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that as long as they are deserving of that uh, of that promotion. Exactly. And I think a lot, a lot exactly. of times we have. No, go ahead. No, that deserving of the of that. There, there's deserving, there's sometimes yeah, you have I mean, to be go. Wait a minute. I was talking to a dear friend of mine yesterday. She was overwhelmed. Uh, my wife and I called her on the way home about another matter, and she is overwhelmed. And we both said, "Hey," called her by name. You got to learn to say no every now and then. Yeah, yeah. It's not a bad word. I usually no. Been, most of my conversations no. with that are no, thank you, no thanks, no. Because if it yeah, doesn't, learning, it, learning to say no gives you the opportunity to say yes to the things that matter. Exactly. Right? Exactly. When we say no to things that don't matter, we're just exactly. doing it because we're we think we're expected to. Exactly. It, it allows us saying no to this allows us to say to some yes to something that actually is going to matter and is going to be a you know it's going to be a game changer in some cases. You know, Absolutely. if you want to get to the next level, you're going to get have to get next level skills. And you're not going to get next level skills if you're not willing to take uncomfortable action, right? right? So there are these there are these universal laws that just seem to apply to just about everything. And yet, you know, we have people. It, it's human nature. We're going to fight them. Now, there's a better way. Now, now the universal law of what goes around comes around. Absolutely, it's legit. It absolutely. Right? And now you can call it whatever you want. Yeah, I don't care. Have a name. Do you want others as you would like yeah, others to exactly. do unto you? That's, Go that's and a, rule that's all a that. guiding principle. But, absolutely. And if you if you do that often, it's too because you look at others and you see it out there, and that's where not watching. Then you're not going to learn those behaviors if you're not watching it. But if you're watching, and I know that's out there, the way a lot of people operate, that is negative. And you see a lot of people. I mean, I'm on because of the job that now I'm involved in and what I, I love it. I love digital media. I love the whole creating part of it. I love all of that. And I'm getting pretty good at it. Mm. The cool thing is though, I don't look at it the way probably 99% of the people look at digital or social media. To me, it's a tool. It's no different than a saw or a tape measure or a drill in a, in a, uh, 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 contractor or builder's toolbox um it's the greatest communication tool ever created mm-hmm. and yet you i was thinking earlier when we were talking uh, as a kid growing up we didn't have tv in our house till i was maybe 12 13 14 years old so it was a lot mm-hmm. of playing ball in the yard depending on what time of the year it was and uh, my parents built us up we had our own baseball diamond in the back in the backyard literally wow pitching mound fences my parents would come out and play occasionally i had a clubhouse 
backstop. Yeah. The whole, I mean, we had a, we didn't have lights, but stayed, stayed light. And right across rest. the street from my house growing up was a baseball field. How cool. We were there all the time. Every day, all day. It became a football field. <laughs> and, and you know what? And, and we fought some out there and we hit each other out there and, you know, we, but we learned to get along with each other. Um, uh, but we didn't have TV, and so there was a lot of reading, writing, but a lot of activity. You know, rode motorcycles when, when we were kids and stuff. But TV, if you remember back when we were kids, there was a lot of talk about, man, this is a bad thing. This is this is evil. There's some bad stuff here, and that was when there were right. only three channels, and it yeah, went yeah, off. It went off at midnight. Of you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I and and I heard a lot of churches talk about that, and civic leaders yeah. talk about that, and and a lot of parents talking about the cartoons and all that stuff that went on. Uh, I now I don't know how many TVs I own. You can watch TV in in the shower at my house if you want to. But uh, it, it's not it's that's a tool. Yeah. The TV is a tool. Digital media is a tool, and it's how we use that. And what I would suggest to people, and I'm on there a lot, is you got to be careful with one who you're friending, having a big number of uh, friends that don't, you know, aren't you're you're not really even friends with. I don't see the value of that unless you're yeah. an influencer and that's something else. But you got to be really, really careful because it is a cesspool out there. Mm-hmm. There's some really yeah. bad stuff, and you just got to. To me, you got to handle it like you would anything else. Know when here's here's a quick way to solve a problem, and you can't see it. Well, you can, but swish up, go yeah. to the next, go to the next post. Just keep or moving. Yeah. What I do a lot, <laughs> uh, uh-huh. you know, if I see something on Facebook that I'm like, oh man, that that's in your face, and it's like hateful or mean, I'll go create something. One of the cool things to counter like, it. Not to that person. I'm not going back to that. Why would I argue sure. with that? But to put, sure. I'm like, well, I'm going to counter that in this digital world by right. putting this this refreshing or positive thing. Now we're checkmate on that one, right? But one of the cool things too, and it's and in this this plays into LTD media, right? Is that if you take, uh, and we'll just take Tucson, Arizona, right? There's let's say there's 20 radio stations, right? And so. They hire 20 DJs. Well, you know, let's say there's 100 DJs in Tucson, Arizona. That's their job. That's what they do. But there are lots and lots of folks like you and I that have, we have things we want to share, things that we want to talk about, things that will eventually over time, if we're consistent, we'll, we'll bring an audience to the table. And now we have an opportunity to get our message out because exactly. of, LTD media because of the internet, because of the digital. So I think that, you know, this has opened up a tremendous opportunity for me. I was talking, I teach a course on Tuesday nights and I was talking to a group last night. I was joking. Somebody says, well, you're going to do your podcast once, once, once a month. I said, oh no, I'm going to do it every week. I'm already booked through June. I mean, I'm every Wednesday because consistency is so important in anything we do, whether it's our relationships, being consistent in business with our clients. Parenting. Parenting. And you can't expect to have success at anything if you dabble. You've got to be all in. And so, but I think when you said that, it's, it's, it just brings it, 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 it. There are so many people out there that have a lot, lot to contribute, but they won't because there's only so many radio exactly. shows. Exactly. But here, and they're controlling anybody, them, and they they go one step further. John, those stations are for profit. Not that we're again, we're we're not an anti-profit. Let's, but sure. they're so they're limited. They're they have an agenda. There, yeah, that's the yeah. reason why the media, I don't want to get all into this, but that's the reason why the media is the way it is because it's a profit center. Well, what sure. sells and you know, Correct. LTD, let me, let me jump in here real quick. I'm glad you brought that up. LTD is a, is a, is a acronym I used a lot. LTD exclamation point is I end a, a, a text or especially like group texts in our group. And like I say, a couple of years ago, I was back in New York before the COVID and, and was there down on broadcast row and there's all the major news networks and you could see the different personalities move around and it. And LTD has always in my mind stood for live the dream. 
Absolutely. Okay, that's what it stands for. And we've actually rebranded it. It's still LTD is our is our call call letters, but live the dream is spelled out now in all formats. That is yeah. our guiding principle. That is our code. And we oftentimes find ourselves even if it would be, I won't give the example, but it was about something that was kind of important. But it kind of got away from that LTD, that live the dream mentality. And Lord knows you can get negative news in a multiple arena of sources, right? I mean, it's everywhere. And our code here is if you think you're too close to the edge, you're too close to the edge. In other words, yeah. it's got to maintain that positive not Absolutely. a not a BS. Not a, hey, that's yeah. all. Yeah, it's all. No, there's work. There's effort. Stay the course. All that you got to do. All that. But if it drifts too far into something that creates a negative connotation or thought, we want to stay away from that. Yeah, that's yeah. not a positive. That's not no. a positive. Well, I'll mention just for clarification the inflation that we're dealing with. Well, it's serious, and we got to deal with it. But is that? Where is, is that the format that we want to discuss that in? And the answer is no. Yeah. yeah. And I had other people. I think we're on, that's why it's, it's a good relationship for us too, with you guys, because it's like, you know, my mission is to get a message Absolutely. out there that's positive. I, I know bad things happen. I know things are negative. I get, I can get negative quickly. I can go, you know, have days where I just feel downright depressed. I can have, but it's, it's, it's being able to surround myself with, positive people, positive influences. I'm not Pollyanna. I no, don't have my head in the no. sand. I, I understand that the world's a bad place. There's a, there's a real bad guy over in Russia right now yeah. that's doing yeah. some horrific things, but I don't pretend for a minute that the world is bucolic, safe. No, no. but we have an opportunity on this show, certainly. And on your, on your, uh, your, your, your network, to put something out there that hopefully helps. I don't know how many people will listen to the podcast here. I just know if one person goes, exactly, you know, walks away and exactly. goes, you know, I really got something out of that. You know, it's okay to be self-centered because that means I'm grounded in my own beliefs. I got to put you on a hot seat one more time. Yeah. Biggest, biggest life lesson that comes to mind that you learn. Biggest life lesson. Well, um, <laughs> life ain't fair. Get over it. Life ain't fair. Get over <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Get over uh, yourself. And, maybe, and, right? and, and let me kind of, let me go back. I mean, that yeah, I, I've, I've learned so, I mean, I'm a student of life. I'm a student of history. I'm a student of what I'm, I love watching people. And I don't mean like watching people to critique them. I just like, yeah. like, I, I, the old man sitting on the bench, I love that the way, you know, uh -huh. and I love seeing how things play out and you go, yeah, you know, but when my kids were little, my wife, that was the one time in our marriage that we didn't work with each other. She was teaching school. And so my responsibility as a parent, because I was a stay at home dad that was running a trucking company out of our home, um, to get the kids ready for school combing my daughter's hair, making sure they had their teeth brushed and had, mm -hmm. their, but so, and w from the time they were like kindergarten, first grade, when they go off to school, I'd say, Hey, look, learn something new, be nice to everybody and have fun. Yeah. Cause right. I figure if you've done those three things every day, you've had a good day. Yeah. You've had a good yeah. day. Um, as they got a little older, maybe, I don't remember exactly third, fourth grade. Um, I added one, like once a week I would add, Hey, look, life's not fair. So get over it. You know, yeah. you're going to, you're going to strike out some today. Babe Ruth held the record for most strikeouts as a hitter until Reggie Jackson broke his record. Both of those guys were pretty good ball players. You've got to be pretty good easy, to yeah. break those kind of records. Yeah. Um, to, but as far as the one big business breakthrough, I had the good fortune back in 2008 to work for the Chicago White Sox as a consultant. My friend Rick Peralt and I, who's a, who was the exception to that friendship rule over that 20 years, 
Uh, we got a job working for the White Sox. They called us. They they heard about us out here working with youth, youth sports and stuff. And I got an opportunity to meet Jerry. He he insisted on being called still to this day. Where he's Jerry, not Mister Reinstorf. Um, and he's uh, owns the Chicago White Sox. I'm a big Bulls fan or a big uh, Chicago Cubs fan. And yeah. uh, so I had to wear a couple of White Sox hats, and I was glad to do so because the money was good. But he taught me in a, just a short period of time some negotiating tech just from watching him and how he mm-hmm. – and he, here's what I learned. And, and so I'd say this was a huge impact, and it came at that point in my life where I kind of let go because if you think about it, the time frame is right in that. But he taught me – surround yourself with the best people you can find and then get out of their way. Occasionally yeah. you got to run in and referee a little bit or maybe set everybody yeah. down and kind of re readjust the course a little bit, but to treat every, and he, and the thing that I, he didn't share this with me, but I learned this about him during that process. And I still talk to Jerry every now and then I, if I'm back in the, in, in Chicago, I'll, go catch a game. Uh, he takes really good care of us, but he's always been loyal to everybody mm-hmm. that, that has been in his organization, yeah, yeah. taking care of widows of people that work for him yeah. back in the sixties and seventies. He's a, he owns the bulls and I'm a huge bull fan. So yeah, we get along real good with that. Yeah. Uh, but they that, say to your point though, to your point, they, they talk about, you know, two things really, really quick to jump in there. I know we're coming on yeah. the, on the, on the stop, but, um, I can't remember who it was. It was a friend of mine and, and years ago and, and it might've come, might not have been their family, but he said that every night they'd sit around the dinner table and dad would go around to each of the kids and ask them what they failed at today. And he wanted to know what they failed at. And so they would tell him and they would say, you know, I didn't, I didn't do this right. Or I failed this or I failed that. And then the next question would be, well, what did you learn from that? Yep. And I think yep. if we if we if we gave ourselves permission, if we had those kind of conversations around the dinner table today, to what did you fail at today? Because I think that's the single biggest fear that most people have is failure. Are they going to fail? Are they going to, um, you know, are they going to look stupid? Are they going to say the wrong thing? We live in that world. But if we if we would start with teaching our kids that it's perfectly fine to fail, that you're going to fail. Life is about taking risks. It's not always going to work out. We would, number one, have more resilient kids. And then to your to your other point, it, it's just go out and, and get as many playmakers as you can and then get out of the way and let them play. That's, you know, you, you know, bring you bring in playmakers, you don't want to muzzle them, right? The, the Dodgers, that's always been kind of their MO. The yeah. Los Angeles Dodgers have always been just – draft the next available whatever the talent is don't worry about where he plays just, just who's the next most talented person and we'll figure out a, some way to utilize that skill or trade that skill for the skill we need but absolutely yeah yeah that's uh you know what john i want to thank you for uh i was thinking this morning on the right in about this conversation that we were going to have and i can't leave without saying the one word that kept coming up in my mind and i do thank you this is so cool you know yeah first many, i'm going to announce it right here we're working on a new podcast series and i'm going to have you on as the first guest it's going to be you know we'll, we'll be we'll be announcing it here in the next few days or weeks but that's awesome i'd be yeah. honored yeah i'm because we're going to follow this, this is going to be part two of this conversation but i i, I thought of the word pivot yeah I know you use that word a lot. I use that yeah. word a lot. You've got in life as a whole, you got to be prepared to pivot. If because if right. something's all literally on fire, yeah. you got to make a decision now. You don't have time. I, oh, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I got to mention Pastor uh, Craig Coulter. I got to I got to say this. This is a great line that he used one time in in a message, and he's like, "Sometimes you just got to get off your knees and quit praying and go to work." It's great. It's yeah, great. Right. It's great yeah. to pray about it and think about it. But every now and then, at some point, you got to take action. And I That's know because I was talking. I was talking about that earlier about the uh, with somebody about the law of attraction. I said the law of attraction in theory is good. You think about it. You you know you begin with the end in mind. 
But if you sit on a chair waiting for the Mercedes to show up in the driveway, you're going to be you're going to be mistaken because you have to apply the law of effort. See, yes. The law of effort is yes. more important than the law of attraction. Because if you're not out there playing the game, you'll never put yeah. yourself in a position. Well, right? as you said, dogs don't chase parked cars. I mean, they don't chase do cars, something. No. Please. I, I just posted this morning. Nothing leads to nothing. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That was great. Do something. So I don't care. If, you know, Abe Lincoln. I got to go. I'm land a Lincoln guy. I've been in a desert for 30 years, but I was born in Illinois, and he had the best sure. line, and I quoted I quote it probably once a week. I'd rather see a crooked furrow than an unplowed field. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you're waiting to get every plan in place and every, all the strategy that you need to, no, you'll never no. get started. It's not even possible. Go they're out there and do strategies. something. Yeah. They're My, avoiding strategies. Oh, absolutely. My dad, bless his heart, just was, uh, just was such a wise guy. And he said, you know, you can't, you can't you can't manage something until you've measured it. Yeah. And so how are you going to like we yeah. everything we do here from day one has always been I don't know how this is going to work out, but let's Bingo. do it. Yes. Yes. And yes. we'll probably suck at it for a while. We might suck yeah. at it forever, but we're going to figure out how to do what we do and get better at what we do or find people that will help us. Absolutely. Take action. Even if it's wrong, take action. Absolutely. You'll, you'll find out quick enough. Right, that it's, you'll learn something. Yeah. You'll find out quick enough. If you're heading down the wrong path, you look around and Hey, if everybody's going in the direction you're going, you're going the wrong yeah. direction. You're going the wrong way. You need to, take a left. You need to pivot, right? I think it was. <laughs> yes. I think it was yes. John Maxwell. that said, I think it was yes. him. He says, um, yes. everybody's following the follower. That's right. And look That's around. Right. And, and you go, go right off the cliff, right? <laughs> we got yeah. two or three followers, and everybody's just running in a big circle. <laughs> Quite frankly, I'm glad it's that way because I don't, I'm not that good at most of the stuff I do. So I have less competition because they're all off over there. But That's right. I digress. Clint, it's been great. It's My been pleasure, great John. The show today. My pleasure. We had a lot of fun. Appreciate it. And, uh, We'll see you down there live next week. I'll be down at the studio. I appreciate everything you guys are doing and, and really helping us get the show off the ground and launched. And always great talking to you. Yeah. We need to. Uh, we definitely need to get the uh, get the wives together and get up to a ball game. Yeah, one of these let's nights do it. Have some let's fun. let's make That'd some plans on it. Hey, the Cubs are going right. to be there mid mid May, so maybe we'll well maybe we'll do something. Sounds like a plan. Okay, thanks, John. All right, man. See ya. We hope you've enjoyed today's show. To learn more about John, visit johnpageburton.com. See you next time in the Breakthrough Zone.